Welcome back to For Better or Worse. This is episode 52. 52. 52. I am the husband. My name is Mike, and you are? The wife. Yes. Shana. There you go. Uh, let's see. This month, I almost said this time around. I don't know. Whatever. It don't matter. Whatever. Botched intro. I'll just keep going. Um, <laughs> this time around, we are going to be talking about the Rodney Dangerfield movie from 1986 called Back to School, directed by I don't know who because I forgot to look it up. But before we get to that, there's a couple of things we have to note. We are recording this on Friday the 10th of October. The Chicago Marathon is in two days' time. Michigan Avenue is closed off because of this. That means everybody is redirected to the streets around our place. We live very close to Michigan Avenue. That, that means, doesn't mean we're ritzy if you no, know anything no, about no, Michigan no, no, Avenue. Yeah, no, no. We're not like North Michigan Avenue, like... Shops. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're not, we're not up there. But the point is, the traffic's being all redirected. We're recording this at like 540 in the evening. You might hear some traffic noises in the background because of this. A lot of people being assholes just going, meet, 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 well, as if Friday, doing that's going to get people hour. to actually go. They yeah. just want to get home. And... and that's understandable, but calm the fuck down. Yeah, I you know. know. The honking is not going to help when there are 9,000 cars in front of you. Exactly, exactly. But the other thing to note is last time we recorded episode 51, and we did Mrs. Doubtfire, we announced that someone got a new job. Well, someone else got a new job. <laughs> yes. After 16 years working at Columbia College Chicago, your, your hands are nice and icy. Ooh, I, I know, love that. Always I know, because I'm overheating, so they feel nice. Um, I resigned. I was the fiction writing department, then later the Department of Creative Writing's uh, computer lab manager. I uh, worked there for 16 years, did that job for 14. Um, I taught there, I tutored there, I did a whole bunch of stuff. But I finally decided, you know what, I got to move on. You know, I needed, for that job was always part-time, like I need full-time work and all the benefits and whatnot that comes with it. So um, I got a new job. I am now, um, I'm not going to reveal where I work. I want to keep that private. The position title is dun, dun, dun. desktop support specialist. Beautiful. So I'm a, I am officially an IT guy. Married um, to a professor. That's right. That's right. Who also happens to be a zombie cyborg priestess. Is that how it goes? Well, not either one. Oh, well, they took the out the... priestess, you don't lose that. But. Yeah, but they took out the zombie... There was no part. zombie part. There was. It. They were going to use the... the... But they did not use oh, that. They, they didn't. used synthetic. Oh. Nobody has a clue what we're talking about. That's okay. As, as they never say, told them. As they say on Tranquil Tirades, joke for three people. So... Who's the third? Our, our parents. Oh. <laughs> it's just a random thing. To say. It doesn't necessarily just, mean three you people. You just condensed eight parents into one person. <laughs> nah, whatever. You know, it's 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 Which like Voltron. siblings. <laughs> whatever. Whatevs. You know, not going to stop me. So anyways, yeah, uh, the reason I mention this is uh, when we brought it up last time, it's, you know, we said, you know, this show is going to have to go monthly. And, you know, but if we can record more often, we will. It really looks like it's going to stay monthly, you know, because of this. In fact, this episode is up a week later than I would like. And that's because this was going to go up on the very first day of me starting my new job. And I was like, we were both like, yeah, there's me leaving one job and then starting another. It was just way too much to get done. So the, the plan is to put these up on the very first Tuesday of every month. This one's going up on the second Tuesday. So forgive that, but we are here. We are here. We so are enough here. of this preamble. Just wanted to give you a little peek behind and, the curtain. And it's, it's for good things, you know? Oh yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's been three years of same old, like, 
difficult times yeah quite frankly yeah um, yeah but we're, we're over all that we both got the jobs we're we no want. longer zombie cyborgs uh, I, I was never the zombie cyborg that was you so but anyways yes as i said before we're here to talk about the rodney dangerfield movie back to school yes from 1986 um i went back to school by teaching <laughs> can i synopsize this one please rodney dangerfield plays a character by the name of thornton mellon and he has a son by the name of Jason. And uh, Thornton is I love the this... name Jason. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good name. I got no problems with it. But uh, Thornton is really rich. They never define how much money he has, but he owns like a big and tall shop or a chain of. He clearly has like some sort of toy line. He's just got money coming from all over the place. Well, he also used to be not... He didn't go to the Olympics, but he could have been like an Olympic level diver and he just never did it. Well, his son um, is now in college and um, you know who we both didn't cast was the rival, Johnny. I did cast him. Did you cast him? Yeah. Oh, I didn't cast him. Oh, oh okay. Because I didn't do the whole swimming plot, so I didn't need a rival. I didn't either, know? but I kept that aspect. Oh, in. okay. No problem. But uh, what do you call it? And here I think his name was like Chaz or something like that. Yeah. Not Johnny. But it's Johnny from the Karate Kid. Well, anyways. And you know what list that's going on. Yeah, exactly. No matter how much work we have in March. <laughs> yes. Well, um, the, the the son, Jason, he uh, sort of feels pressure, I think, to be on the swim team or the dive team because his dad's such a great diver. And he's not on the team. He he tells his dad he is, but he's not. He's a he's, good diver. Though. Oh, yeah, he is. But he's he's just the, the towel boy, basically. And uh, let's see, Thornton uh, and his wife end up splitting up, and he catches her cheating on him like one too many times. I mean, no one really understands how that relationship yeah. happened, even yeah. though he later explains it. Yeah, and uh, so they split up, and he decides, you know what, I'm going back to school. <laughs> and that was a really bad Rodney Dangerfield. And so he goes, he decides he's going to enroll in the same school that his son's in. And nonsensically, the son's like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. It's like, no, that would be like, dad. I thought the son the wasn't really No, at kids. first, he was like really happy for him. But then by the end, the son thought, yeah, well, I'll get into that. So Thornton's like, he gets there and he's like throwing his money around. He's, he's just partying all the time, you know. And he's having a good time. And a lot of people are loving him. But his son starts to get frustrated because the dad isn't actually doing his homework. I mean, that sounds silly to say of a... I mean, Rodney Dangerfield was 65 at the time, but he's literally paying his workers, you know, his, his staff members, to, to write his essays, and he starts having essays written for his son, and well, this and Jason and doesn't want that. He exactly, yeah, he absolutely rejects it. And then Jason ends up on the swim team, because the coach actually saw Thornton dive, like, ages ago, when Thornton was even younger than his boy, you know? And so he puts Thornton on the swim team. No, does yeah, Thornton on the swim team. Does he get on the team? I know he dives at the end, Thornton. Um, he puts him as like an alternate. That's it, yeah. And the son gets on the team. Well, meanwhile, the son starts dating or starts getting interested in this young woman, um, Jadzia Dax from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Or the, the Terry Farrell is her is her real name, but she plays Jadzia Dax. Um, I think this is a very early role for her. He starts getting interested in her, but oh no, she's dating Johnny from the Cobra Kai. So of course the Chaz. guy is... <laughs> exactly. So of course this guy's an asshole. We couldn't, remember also, we couldn't remember his name. We were like, what is he, Jizz? What is <laughs> yes, that's right. And of course the guy's an asshole. 
And, you know, of course he's on the dive team. Pardon me if I keep saying swim team. So he's constantly trying to make life hard for Jason. Well, Jason does end up on the team, but uh, Johnny, I'm just going to call him Johnny. I know. Keeps saying, well, you only got on the team because your dad paid the coach, which he didn't. The dad has been throwing money around left, right, and center, but the one place he legitimately did not throw money was at the coach. The coach saw Jason dive. He gave him a shot, and he got it on his own merit. Um, but Jason believes that. Yeah, and Jason. Gets furious. Right, exactly. Sorry. No, 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 no. While hijacking that's your okay. synopsis. While all that's going on, Thornton ends up getting into a relationship with Dr. Diane Turner. She is an poetry. English or poetry yeah. professor. Um, but she is in a relationship with a guy <laughs> named uh, Dr. Philip Barbe, I think Who it was. Who might trump Chaz on our... They're going to go head-to-head in the bracket, I'll <laughs> exactly, tell you that. Exactly, exactly. Well, um, what do you call it? So Diane and this other professor are dating, and then Rodney Dangerfield gets in the middle of that. And, of course, this professor, he's the business professor, and Rodney Dangerfield's character knows business. He's like, yeah, what you're teaching is actual, like stuff you can teach but they don't tell you in classes about how you have to grease this palm and this palm and you got to deal with the unions and you got to deal with uh, uh alderman and this thing. so these these guys go head to head and it comes out that Ronnie dangerfield was cheating and he has to take like one big like three or four hour test or something like that to all to, to, of the classes at once yeah all at once proposed by the his rival Mm-hmm. Dr. Turner's boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. While this is going on, the final swim meet happens, and Roddy or Thornton has to do like the triple quadruple Deus Ex Machina oh jump thing, which uses all the boards all over the place. And you know, we're supposed to believe that Rodney Dangerfield is actually doing all these flips. He Even hits it like, like a pro. 68. Yeah, he hits it like a pro, and. Jason gets the girl, Rodney Dangerfield gives the commencement speech, even though he's still a freshman. <laughs> um, I don't know what happens with the relationship with the, with Diane. I don't know what the fate of Dr. Barbe or whatever his name was. I don't know what happens to Johnny. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the movie right there. Johnny drowned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you, my plot, you know, I do the whole thing where you get to the end of the movie and then there's the... I don't know what to call it, the coda, where they do the yeah. on-screen text. I definitely did that. You did a coda. Yeah, yeah I did. So, I, I, but we'll get to that later. So, anyways, that's pretty much back to school in a nutshell, right? Yeah. What'd you think? Um, I thought the idea, the premise was good. Mm-hmm. I thought if you're, you know, if you're going to do a comedy, this is a good setup for a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, truly is, and it had potential. And Rodney Dangerfield was, I hate to say it, not the right person and the director was not the right director Mm -hmm. and the script was not the right script and it's like (laughs) all of those things combined this movie no pun intended took Mm -hmm. a dive oh okay okay it really did i mean it it had so much potential Mm -hmm. and i think there were really good chunks in there Mm -hmm. um especially with the plot but then they threw in all this other like like this dive thing like you were saying and mm-hmm. then like the parties and the girls in the hot tub with oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and yeah. all this like bullshit you know unnecessary comedy mm-hmm. that really didn't need to be there and it just made it seem even hokier yeah the script was not good so it's or, excuse me the no, dialogue no. was not good mm-hmm. that's what i need to say the dialogue was not good the directing was not good yeah, I mean, it's very typical 
1980s plot, but it's a couple of 1980s plots, plots like meshed together, mm-hmm. melded together. That said, though, I I kind of liked it. I mean, it wasn't. I wouldn't. I would never call it awful or anything like that. But I I think it's an it's an interesting relic from the 80s. I mean, yeah. we've got Rodney Dangerfield starring in his own movie. We've got uh, Sam Kinison just going create the professor. Oh, 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 yeah. You know, and you get this just casual. I don't even say casual. You get this outright racism yeah. against the Vietnamese in that sequence. You know, that's such a small clip. Oh, of it. it is, but that's that's something a lot of people remember from this movie when they talk about it. It's they they hard think it's to they think it's like a lot a lot a bigger part of it. You know, so you see a lot of '80s elements in that, and for that, I think. I would tell people to watch it, you know. Um, it's, I, 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 yeah. I guess that's sort of my opening thoughts mm-hmm. there. You know, I don't. I don't think I have like any like actual note notes about the movie. So I actually don't have vague. many. This okay. Time, so. Yeah. Well, this may be a short episode. Then. No, I mean we have plots and our cast are huge. Sure. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, I think I did eight people. You did probably I think eight, I or did nine eight or nine or something. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, so so what do you have here? Let's let's go into that. Okay. that that'll spark more discussion because I know I have more to well, say about this. I love the idea of like the opening of the. It opens with his commercial for his big and tall. Oh shots. yeah, and that's such a good introduction for him because you get his character right away that he is this over the top, kind of um, extravagant guy, mm-hmm. very loud, very boisterous, and very friendly, very people friendly. Yeah, and you get the sense okay, that's how he made his millions in business. He's smart he's he's street smart and he's good with people yeah um which is how he winds up schooling the the, um business professor Mm. all the time yeah because the business professor is book smart and rodney dangerfield has already made millions yeah yeah Um, and he's it's not just that he's already made millions i mean he's a very street smart guy and the movie starts with a flashback with young thornton played by the brother from i think it was the it was Kevin Arnold's brother from Wonder Years, yeah, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Played by him, and because because what was it? What did, what did he want? Did he want to be a diver in his youth? And the dad said, "You got to go into business." Something like that. But you see where they where they're setting the movie. It's like you know, like the nineteen forties Bronx or nineteen or like Depression era or something mm-hmm. like that. So you you, you kind of know where this character is coming from. That this kid did grow up in a really rough time in the world, right. on the streets. Just being a kid, he had to get by. So yeah, when he gets into the business world, he knows he's going to have to do this. And I did like that element that mm-hmm. when he gets into class, he's he's actually teaching the professor. Something, what was weird though you know? is that his father was like totally Jewish businessman, yeah, yeah, and then his son is played like Woody Allen, mm-hmm. but Rodney Dangerfield is is nowhere near. Yeah. Yeah, he just plays Roddy Dangerfield. He never exactly. to to his credit, he never does that. I get no respect around here. Oh, thank God. Never did that. Not even once. I was waiting for it, you know? And yeah, he just plays him he's essentially playing the character we all know him as presenting. Right. As a comedian. And yeah, it's like every once in a while I think they would No, 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 that was the other that's the movie we watched last weekend, which we won't speak about right now because that may be on our right. list, you know? But that one, it's like they, they, they just remember that that family was Jewish when, you know, the, the, the screenwriter felt like remember they were Jewish, right. you know? Yeah. So anyways, that's that we'll get to that in, I don't know, episode 54. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one thing um, you did actually leave out a little in the, oh. in the um, synopsis mm-hmm. is the roommate has, or the roommate, the son has a roommate. 
roommate mm-hmm. who is slash really... best friend. <laughs> yeah, who happens good. to be a very flamboyant Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> awfully coked up, which is a wonderful like element to this movie uh-huh. or any movie for that matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and part of me, Robert Downey, because you know I love you now, but I mean your your acting self then, which of course it existed in a certain time we could have put into any movie because it just was like, you know, if we had Stanley Tucci and you in, <laughs> in every movie, things would be better. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a real gem to mm-hmm. have him in this movie. So. Yeah. I mean, again, another artifact of the 80, I mean, eighties, I should say. And it, it's a shame. It, it is a shame that Robert Downey Jr. had to, that, that he had the demons, that he had to suffer through that. But when you look back at his work, you can very clearly go, oh yeah, dude is coked out of his mind. Right. Like, he's randomly showing up with like, like a gas mask on. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. But he was going to do a protest or something is what he was doing. I don't remember what. But every time he comes on the screen, I really got the sense that he was just passing through the set. The director said, oh, 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 oh. He's like trying stuff on in the back. Yeah. Is this for our... Is our set? I'm yeah. putting this on. Yeah, like Robert Downey Jr. is passing through. The the, the director's like, okay, we, we let's use you for a scene. Go deliver some lines and then just keep on walking. Yeah. You know, and nobody knows what the hell happened. Yeah, I, I get the sense that, um, what's his face? Johnny Depp? Is he Captain Jack from the pirate movies? Yeah. I get the sense that, I know his Captain Jack is based on, in part, Keith Richards. I, I also suspect it's based on coked up Robert Downey Jr. Which is interesting because they're very close in age. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were coming up at the same time. But I mean, like now, he's playing this character he does now oh. on the younger Robert Downey Jr. I can see a lot of it there. Again, when we look, because we just, well, I shouldn't say just, but we've seen the Johnny B. Good where he's in that. Yeah. And I'm sure we, there's other ones we've seen where yeah. this young Robert Downey Jr. pops up. Wow. You know. And he's definitely, let's just say, had some work done. Cause, and I'm oh, not making fun out of anybody his here. Teeth? Yeah, but his teeth are like coke teeth. I I don't know. I don't know if he get bad teeth, teeth because I don't know if he was doing math. I don't know if math was a thing then. But I, like saying, I don't even know if they had math then. Yeah, and like I said, I'm not making fun out of anybody who crack, crack had teeth. has bad teeth. I just chipped mine the other day. So oh, I have terrible like, teeth. Yeah, but the, the the point is, like, you look at him now and it's like his teeth aren't like that anymore. It's right. like someone got a little money and had some stuff done. But that's fine. He's so, an actor. Well, he's he Iron Man. I mean, he's like he has to have good iron teeth. teeth? Iron teeth. He's iron teeth. Yeah. Why doesn't Wolverine have adamantium teeth? How do we know he doesn't? He doesn't. They're just white glistening teeth. They're not the... I mean, maybe they just look like normal teeth, you know? Oh, okay. But he could, like, eat you. Probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, I didn't mean to... <laughs> yeah, no, okay, so... Um, I didn't have a ton of positive stuff mm-hmm. in here. Uh, he did have a bodyguard named Lou. Oh, who, my who God. Who delivers, like, one line, and it's great. Does he talk? Yeah, he he oh, gives Jason the speech. That's, that's right. Like, yeah, you know, don't don't be mad at your dad. Like he's mm-hmm. a good guy, mm-hmm. and uh, and he really doesn't talk otherwise in this no. film at all. So that that was nice, actually. Yeah, and I, I want to note it was played by uh, I don't think I have the actor's name handy, but it, we'll, I'll get to it later. But uh, Pauly from Rocky, so he's got this real like Italian, real Italian. Like you you see this guy walking down the street, and you're like. Dudes lived a life. I'm not gonna mess with him. So the fact that you he plays the chauffeur slash bodyguard, you are gonna love my guy who I chose as a bodyguard. I think you're gonna like mine. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of the other stuff I have is not great. No, that's fine. Um, I thought the dialogue was really awful. Okay. Actually, it was it was April Fool's quality dialogue. Mm-hmm. The relationships were kind of unbelievable in this to me. Like 
or at least the the relationship that opens with um when uh Melon is is married to this woman mm-hmm. at the beginning, and they don't even like each other. I mean, Mm-mm. it's more than they don't like each other. They clearly hate each yeah. other, and it's like, how could they be together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He does have somewhat of a chemistry with the teacher, but it's unbelievable to me why she would go for him. Because what is he offering her besides fun? Yeah, and it's like she is intelligent enough that I. I guess just she's intelligent enough that she knows that life is not just about fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you teach college, like, going out and partying is really not your thing. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it could be, but quite frankly, you get pretty sick of it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And so that was kind of unbelievable to me. Unbelievable to me. And then Jason talking to the girl... Like, they wind up getting together. And, and it wasn't just that she's, like, 10 feet taller than he. <laughs> but, because um, there, there is that, but so what? That, mm-hmm. like, I don't get, like, why she's so drawn to him initially mm-hmm. anyway. He's not charming. He's what, are you talking Dangerfield or Jason? Jason. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, no, he is endearing. He's endearing, I should say that. But there's really no, like, they don't get to know each other and then she mm-hmm. likes him. It's just kind of like she likes him automatically and he's clearly not... I mean, she's clearly into Chaz or whatever, mm-hmm. or at Johnny. least he's she's dating him. So we know what type she normally goes for, mm-hmm. but she's a really nice girl too. Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe she just is an equal opportunity. I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed weird to me. But then, then afterwards, those two were probably the most comfortable. The other thing is why would the professor, um, Turner, why would she have been with um, – Who's the... Mr. Stuffy Pants, Stuffy Dr. Pants. Barbie. Yeah, like, why would she have been with him if she is this much fun and she is, you know... Yeah. He has nothing to offer. He is an asshole, and it's yeah. just like she doesn't even like him. No, yeah, it's... Again, it's... It's, it's nonsensical to me. Yeah, it's 80s cliche. The, 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 the love interest's current or f- former lover, because she's actually still dating him. Right. You know... They clearly have some sort of open relationship, fine, whatever. But he was written or directed to be just a douchebag that we're just supposed to hate, much like the Johnny character. Right. Because it's the 80s and it's easy. You know, it's just easy writing. Just throw it at the wall. It's and, and it's going to Make him stay. British. Yeah, Put yeah. A he's a beanie even, on his head. Yeah, he's literally driving like a car with a steering Vespa. wheel on the British side. You know, like they even go that far with him to be like, oh look look how posh he is. He must be a douchebag. Right. He drives on the other side of the road. He puts O's and U's together. Ooh, who does that? O's and U's like together. come on. Well in the same you know? way with Chaz, he's blonde, he's fit, so he must be a jock <laughs> yeah. and he must be evil. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, um the two the two actors that I thought were great in this were Downey, of mm-hmm. course. But I thought Jason, the son, was really good. Mm. I don't know what in the heck else he's ever been in. Yeah, I don't remember. I really thought he was very good. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Unfortunately, I really don't remember much of the son. Um, I mean, I remember him getting mad at his dad. And, and that's like the best scene, I think. Yeah, and that just didn't stick with me for whatever well, reason. Well, I related you know? to it. That's actually one thing I have. Oh. Like, I understand... Um, I said, I, I get the son's anger at being sheltered because his dad is like trying to protect him and his dad is always like, um, you know, Jason, I can buy you grades, mm-hmm. you know, basically. And uh, Jason then thinks that 
because he's been told by Chaz that um, he only made the diving team because his father bought the coach, which, of course, isn't the case. But he thinks that, and he gets very angry. And I get that. Not that I had that growing up, but I do have a parent, one parent, who is very um, prominent in the community in which, which I grew up and was even more so when I was growing up. And, yes, there were strings pulled for me and it was like please don't do that you know mm-hmm. I mean it was always kind of a uh, how can I learn to be independent if mm-hmm. you're gonna fight all these battles for me yeah, you know yeah. and quite frankly I didn't learn it until much la- <laughs> later because I didn't need to and so I kind of understood his anger and and um I don't know I mean the other side of it of course is sh- shut up you you were provided for like like somebody took care of you you should be happy about that but I don't know what's better to to have to learn to do things on your own. I believe that is, but mm-hmm. maybe only because I grew up the other way, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, yeah. Maybe not with everything, but yeah, my parents did not allow me to fail, and if that meant that, you know, they might have stayed up with me doing my homework, <laughs> that's what it meant, and and it was. I should have learned to fail. That's okay. all. Okay. So I kind of got that with the son and yeah. I thought when he was delivering that part he really did a great job mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well I'll, I'll, I want to kind of go into a big problem I had they build up to the fact that Rodney Dangerfield is cheating like he's not doing the work he has people doing it for him he even faked his SATs if I recall gets called on it should rightfully be expelled because he's throwing money around um, well, that's the only reason he gets in is because he offers to build a whole wing of the school. Yeah, yeah. So he's throwing his money around, so they're not going to expel him. So they have him take this like these hours and hours and hours of tests back to back to back. So they're they're building to this thing, and then they like pace it all wrong. He sits down. It starts out with him having to go up against Doctor Douchebag, and it ends with him going to, with the the professor that he's dating for the scene but then there's still more tests after that yeah like it should have started with him starting with her and the poetry and getting like really comfortable and maybe a little cocky about what's going on because he does know that material because he's studying with her then we see something from I don't know science, and he's like, "Oh crap! I, I, oh, I don't know what I'm doing." And then it ends. You you don't slay the dragon first, right? And then go, uh, you know, I and think I'll step on this mouse. Yeah, that's you know? directing. Yeah, I they were they were building to that, but and they 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 put it together the wrong way because they also had this diving subplot. Yeah, if they take out all the diving subplots. All of that, the movie really wouldn't change that much. The son's motivation is still there. He's angry at the dad for showing up at school and thinking he's buying all this stuff. The movie doesn't change. And then you can actually properly set up and pace the whole testing sequence. Mm -hmm. It was so awkward what they did there. I don't know why they made that decision. But as you said, this clearly wasn't the right director for this material. And Unfortunately, like I said, I didn't look up who the director was, so I don't know what else the director had done you know but that that really did bug me so um i thought there was something else that i wanted to mention but uh, i'm I'm sure it'll come back to me what else do you got there um every party was a costume party were that yeah they were yeah that was a little weird Mm -hmm. um 
I thought there, the exam scene also, I wrote that it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodney Dangerfield's jokes were really tiresome from the start. And not just his jokes, but like the whole hokey film stuff, which was like this whole monkey thing. Oh, And then there yeah. were like these do- this dog that kept humping stuff. Was there? I don't remember the dog, but yeah, I remember, like, yeah, the monkeys. Just hokey stuff like that. It was just his jokes on top of that. It mm-hmm. was so old, so quick for me. Um, and then really kind of just like the biggest thing that you actually mentioned when we were watching it was, and, and I completely agree with this, the, the teacher that, uh, Dr. Turner, that mm-hmm. um, Rodney Dangerfield, that Mellon, you know, winds up dating, he, she walks in on the, at this party and he's in the hot tub mm-hmm. with a bunch of young girls and not young girls, pardon me. They're college students. Right, yeah. But that's not a really There's thing. a 50, 40 year gap between them. Right. You know. And she gets furious with him. After she has continued to date Stuffy Pants while dating Rodney Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. And you were like, she has no right to be mad at him yep. for being. And, and I agree. I mean, you, it's. it's it's a reverse double standard in that case because mm-hmm. it's normally the other way around. But. Yeah. Yeah. And the weird thing is like the next scene, they're all fine again. Right. Yeah. I don't remember there being a. No, I think he does. Um, does he? I think there is something where he has to like win her back. Yeah. But I don't remember. Maybe he sure does. But all the same. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. You've either dumped this other guy or you're still seeing him. So what if the dude's just partying and having fun? You know, like you, like, there's no right. No right at all, you know. Right. So, uh, where do you want to go from there? Should we just get into our plots? Sure. Uh, Can I go first? Go for it. Okay, let me grab this right here. So, let's see. Um, Just so you know, I did change the gender of uh, the the son. I changed it to a daughter, so there's no girlfriend, there's a boyfriend, that sort of thing. So, uh, Thornton Mellon is one of the richest men in the world with businesses of all shapes and sizes across the globe. But, but as his daughter Jade uh, prepares to enter college, he, become, he begins to lament the fact that he never attended college himself. He's a self-made man and has always been proud of it, but after receiving an honorary degree turning the page here, he begins to rethink his choice. So he goes back to school. This does not sit well with Jade, if only because he's chosen her college to attend. She sees it as him being overprotective and has and has this, uh, let's see, and has this confirmed, at least in her mind, when Thornton gets in between her and her new boyfriend that she meets at college in like the first couple of days or the week or first week or something like that and the the boyfriend's name is vince and vince is actually like two years older than her so clearly thornton's like mm, not liking this so let's see meanwhile thornton begins a friendship and later a romantic relationship with a history teacher named dr diane turner her on again off again boyfriend and business teacher dr philip uh, barnbay is displeased by this new relationship between Thornton and Diane. At first, he pushes back against Thornton in class, but when that doesn't work, Dr. Barbe begins to take his angst out on Jade, who's also in that class. Push comes to shove literally when Dr. Barbe gets too far, uh, when he goes too far in his treatment of Jade, and Thornton knocks the teacher on his ass in the middle of class, which is what the professor wanted all along because he knew it would get him expelled. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, but... I mean, no, your plot is smart. 
<laughs> Thank you. But uh, he Thornton doesn't get expelled, which of course pisses off the the professor. Um, but he is told like you're really walking on thin ice here. Like if it was anybody else, you would be out of here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Elsewhere, Jade gets closer to Vince, and uh, more of Thornton's interference pisses her off. She's livid. She's openly. He's openly in a relationship with a professor. He beat up another one in the middle of class, and his nose is in her business. She's embarrassed by him and for him. Uh, let's see. Struck hard by this, Thornton seeks advice from Diane, admitting he's thinking about quitting. She asks him why he came to college in the first place. And this is a quote. Was it to protect your daughter? Was it for your pride? Was it to write a regret? Or uh, and then she jokes, or was it to shag a teacher and knock out another one? Or was it something else? He does some self-reflecting, and he ends up, uh, he decides to stay. But uh, he wants to right some wrongs, so he apologizes to uh, Dr. Barbe um, for in for interjecting too much in his class, but not for punching him, because mm. he's like, no, you deserve that. And he actually tells him, like, no, you deserve that. Um, he apologizes to Dean Martin. Yeah, that yeah. joke was a little on the nose. Uh, and I, that's not me making it. The dean's name was Dean, dean Martin. Martin. Yeah, for embarrassing his institution. And he mostly apologizes to Jade for not trusting her to make her own life choices. The movie ends with a like a coda, I don't know if that's what it is, telling the fates of all these characters. After graduation, Jade and Vince open their own business, and he's not a douchebag. He's really not the the, the boyfriend. Uh, but they they're they're still together, whether they're in a couple, whether they're a relationship or not, or they're just still friends. I don't know. But they open up their own business, oh. and what they do is they help low income couples plan their dream honeymoons. Huh. Doctor Diane Turner was promoted to dean of to dean of the college after Dean Martin retired. Dean Martin, you kind of need to know. I'm kind of giving away who my dean is here. But, okay. Dean Martin wrote a successful series of books on family life. Do you want to guess who I cast as the dean? I really Okay, I'll know. keep it a secret then. Okay. Uh, Dr. Barbe, Barbe was hit by a bus. And, like, literally. That's what I wrote. He gets hit by a bus. And Thornton opens a scholarship program for underprivileged youths to enter business college. Oh, cool. So, I know it's not... There isn't, like, a full arc in there. I was really struck. Like, no, I mean, there's more I'd want to add to that, but that's, like, the bare bones of yeah. what I'd want to do with it. Yeah. So, you know. No, I like that. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. So, let's hear your plot. Uh, so, the premise is similar, but with some differences. Melon is not Jason's father. He's his uncle. Hmm. Jason has always admired his uncle, who is an extremely successful businessman. Same, same exact business, because my... Um, I hope this doesn't give... Well, you kind of knew, but this give a little bit away my uh chosen melon is uh six foot five who represents so it's a big and tall business um who represents everything jason's father isn't melon pays for his nephew to attend a good business school on the east coast jason comes home for christmas which is where the movie begins and gets to see his uncle who is asking all about college to his parents, Jason is all smiles, but to Melon, he admits that it's not so great because of all the same reasons as in the original, mm -hmm. like he's not doing great in school, he doesn't fit in, blah, blah, blah. When he tells his uncle, uh, Melon replies that he never went to college because he didn't need to, and Jason gets pissed. Why then would he pay for him to pay for Jason the go? Mm -hmm. And then Jason challenges his uncle to see if he can make it in college, and Melon, mm. fiercely competitive, takes the bait. In this version, there is no diving. The school is smaller, which lands Jason, the girl, and the bully in all of most of their classes together. So they're like all business oh, students. Oh, okay, sure. And they have the same or similar majors. 
basically the competition happens directly in class. There's no silly diving by Vaughn. Oops. By my, uh, <laughs> by my, um, melon required. <laughs> Maybe an intramural sport or two, but that's it. Inter what? Intramural sport. What's that? Uh, it's like the, you know, there's like the official campus sports, but intramural is like, um, there will be teams that organize. Oh, like Columbia had like the Frisbee team. Yeah, but yeah. they're actually quite serious. I mean, they're a lot more serious than that. Like they okay. play other schools and everything. Yeah, no, Columbia does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 sorry. sorry, Columbia. Nah. But, um, yeah. They're art students. I mean, right, no, yeah. seriously. But most, most schools have like, um, when I went to Iowa, like they had intramural, like, all kinds of stuff and then you could play that if you don't want to join you know the actual if you don't want the actual pressure of like being on the sports mm -hmm. team okay so anyway um uh the the um valerie is the the girl right so valerie and the bully are not dating the bully a frat boy through and through is trying his damnedest to get with her because she's the top student in the business class and she's the prettiest <laughs> she's not interested in him and focuses solely on school when she winds up tutoring Jason, he develops a crush on her. Dr. Diane Turner, the English teacher, is pleasantly challenged by Mellon's experience. Despite his lack of formal education, he is actually really well read. This kills Stuffy Pants, a business teacher, or the business teacher, yeah. because his reading or exists, or his reading is only entirely Forbes and the Wall Street Journal. Oh, okay, yeah. The plot between Mellon and Turner develops naturally, though she does not get pissed at him for flirting with college girls. In the end, he grows his old ass up and huh. gives the, gives up the chicks for her. There's no dumb exam scene, though there are finals. Mellon actually does stellar, with the exception of the business class, because that teacher hates him. When Valerie, because remember she's the top student in the mm. class, decides to do her final paper on business ethics, she uses Stuffy Pants as the bad example. And the dean calls Stuffy Pants in and puts him on probation. Because huh. the dean didn't know that, like, the teacher's practices were discriminatory. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, the dean then changes Mellon's grade and all is well again. Hmm. Jason is able to establish himself, like his own identity, within um, college, or within his dream of teaching business. He realizes that what he admired in his uncle all these years was his people skills and his integrity and not his money. Yeah. The lesson for him is that success isn't about money or things, but it's about fulfillment, which they find in tandem at the end. Oh, very good. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, because something I didn't really say about the movie is there really is no arc for Rodney Dangerfield for, for that. No, like he doesn't really learn anything. Yeah. He learns nothing. Like he cheats, he passes the tests and he then wins for the, for the swim team. Nothing, literally yeah. nothing. No, he, he changes in no way, shape or form. You know, he still uses money to get where he was going. Yeah. So I like the fact that you were able to yeah. actually have him learn something there. So, yeah. Thank you. So yeah, I think I think oh, what I liked about my plot was mm -hmm. that I had Jason like obtain his own identity, yeah. and and he's just like you know I realized that what I liked about you wasn't always this, like the success that you came and showered with presents. It was that you were great with me, great with people, mm -hmm. and you have this integrity of business, and and that's what he wants to then teach other people. Yeah. All right. So our so guests. let's see. So you did the dean. I did the dean. You yes. did Lou. Yes. You did Dr. Philip. 
Zachary Phillip is who? The the Suffy Pants. Yeah, we did the same one. No, I know. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, you did uh, Derek, the Robert Downey Jr. character. Yes. Okay. You did uh, the girlfriend. Yes. Okay. You did Doctor Diane. Yes. You did Jason, and you did Thornton. But now you also did who? You said there was one more. You cast Johnny. Yeah. Okay. Is that the only extra one you have? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's start with him. Who's Johnny? So that is Alexander Ludwig. He is on the show Vikings, and he was the bully in the Hunger Games. You have. I think I know who he is. Yeah. Does he have like a kind of like a big like beard or goatee no, thing not going? At all. No. Oh. Okay. So let's see. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. I remember him. Wouldn't he be a great bully? Yes. Well, I don't know about that. I mean. He was yeah. in the Hunger Games. That's true. That's true. So let's start with the Dean. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, pretty much the least important character here. Dean David Martin was played by Ned Beatty, who was 49. Remember my joke about the family books? I went with the 77-year-old Bill Cosby. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you win. Wearing the sweaters. He's got to have the sweaters. No, you win. That's great. There's something. He's got to have, I was like, Dr. Phil? I'm trying to think Oh, of... yeah. No. Because, you know, he's famous for yeah. 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 That's great. <laughs> Um, well, I actually don't know how old my uh-huh. dean is because I wrote my dean down while uh-huh. we were, or right after we came back from being outside. Yeah. Um, but I went with Glenn Close. Ah, okay, nice. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Very good. Uh, let's go with Lou the Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, this was originally the 46-year-old Burt Young. I went with the 59-year-old Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, you know, clearly has a look like a... You know, like he's been around the block and he can oh, yeah. kick your ass. Yeah, yeah. So now you said I was going to love oh, this one. Oh, you're going to love this one. Okay, so, well, un- even though nobody knows who my, uh, <laughs> my who plays my Thornton Mellon, <laughs> I did mention that he's six foot five. Yeah. My Lou, so his bodyguard, uh, spelled L-U actually, <laughs> is the 51-year-old Jet Li. Oh, nice. I love that. <laughs> who is five foot seven. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, Ice came so close, and I told you this, to doing Mr. For Better or Worse himself, Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Because I just wanted Stanley Tucci running around kicking ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go to Dr. Stuffy Pants. Is that mm-hmm. okay? This was the 49-year-old Paxton Whitehead. And I think we have a consensus here. The 38-year-old. Benedict Cumberbatch. We were watching this movie. We look at each other. And we're like, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, done, like, done. And it came from the fact that at one point, I think someone says to him, like, no shit, Sherlock, or something. I think someone utters yeah. the line, Sherlock. And we're like, yeah, yeah that's, that's it. That's it, you know. So let's see. So let's go with uh, Derek, the Robert Downey Jr. character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 21 at the time. Uh, my, I went with a, 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 a woman. Uh, so I went with uh, her. I've called her Dana. And I do not know how to pronounce her name. T A I S S A, first name. Tasha? F A R M I G A, last name. Tasha. Tasha? Yeah, she is 20 years old. She is from the movie Anna and American Horror Story. And that's her. Oh, okay. Like, I really just, you know, I looked up. Oh, some... that's Vera Farmiga's either, it's her daughter or her niece or something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I just. Yeah, I looked up some she's clips. Ukrainian. I, I kind of, what's it? You, Ukrainian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I saw some clips. I liked it and I thought she's got a decent look. I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't want like some, Holly- and I'm not knocking, I'm not saying she isn't like, she could be like a Hollywood starlet, but you know, she's, she's not the overly made up mm-hmm. kind that I'm just sick of seeing. And I she's wanted, like the roommate. Yeah, she's yeah. the roommate slash best friend. Yeah, yeah. So who did uh, you go so with? So I friend? went with a 24 year old and I didn't call him up. Okay. Um, Dev Patel. Ah, okay. So he was from, oh. Slumdog Millionaire? Slumdog, yeah. 
I like yeah, that. Yeah, he's on, um, shoot, what is that show? Is he on a TV show right now? Newsroom? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I have actually um, an extra tab here. Oh, okay. okay. Let's see. So, can we do the girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. Wait, which girlfriend? The young one or the Dr. actual? Gr- no, the actual oh, girlfriend, okay. like okay. Jason's girlfriend. Um, this her character's name was Valerie, twenty-three-year-old uh, Terry Farrell. Um, because I changed genders, I, I mean, I didn't have to keep this a hetero relationship, but I did do it. Um, I went with the 20-year-old Ansel... Oh, wait, no, that's the... Jason? Yeah, I'm getting confused, so... Was that your Jason? That is... Now I'm so confused. This is... That has to be your Jason. Who is Valerie? Valerie's the girlfriend, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, so Vince. Vince, okay, is Ansel Elgort, I think is how you pronounce wait, his so name. Wait, so who's... Oh, oh. Okay. That kid. Okay, so he is now the, the girlfriend. He's the boyfriend. That is... That Thornton is trying to stop his daughter from dating. So let me just get this out. Sure. That's my Jason. That's this guy? Yeah. Really? That's my Jason. Wow. But I mean, look at him. If you saw that smug smile, if you're a father, you're smacking that off that dude's face. You know, he's from uh, The Fault in Our Fault Stars, in our stars. Yeah, uh, I Divergent. The of that, yeah. Yeah. It's like. He actually looks a bit like my. Um, Thornton Mellon, so that was one of the reasons I went with him. I think he looks, at least in this picture, a lot like, oh, now I'm forgetting his name. He writes for Doctor Who. He plays Mycroft in Sherlock. Yeah, he we'll also co-created the Sherlock. I, I've used him before. Uh, I know it's going to it's gonna dawn on me, but the second, I, the second I got to this character, I'm like, yeah. And he ends up being a good guy. I'm not going to do the cliche, the dad was right thing, but I'm like, that smile. Bam. Gone. So anyway, so he doesn't who, look cocky. I mean, that picture he right, does, but yeah. I have another picture of him. So, um, uh, is that him? Yeah, that is. Let's scroll up. Yeah. I okay. Mean, yeah, he doesn't look cocky. He looks tired there. Yeah. But yeah. So, anyways, who's your Valerie? Because that's I, what we're really yeah, doing here. Yeah. So that I went with Willa Holland. I used her in actually the Crucible. Do you have her She's called on here? Arrow. Yeah. She's is that like the this first one? one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very yeah. girl next door, mm-hmm. but very pretty. Yeah, she's got these big old cheekbones there. Cheekbones, yeah. yeah. I know why you chose her then. The cheekbones. Oh. You like the cheekbones. I do. I have a thing for cheekbones. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that was my Valerie. Okay, so let's go to Dr. Turner. Okay. This was the 49-year-old Sally Kellerman, Mm -hmm. and I went with the 55-year-old Emma Thompson. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, you know. I forget my cast is younger than your cast. Yeah, yeah. I went with the 44-year-old, no, or 42-year-old Amanda Peet. I think I know. And she, we just saw her in, yeah. what was the movie with, um... The, the uh, the Steve Carroll one. She's the Steve mistress. Carole, yeah. Steve, yeah. yeah um, she's the brother, or the friend who comes over and they start. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is that movie called? The Way Way Back. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good choice there. Mm-hmm. I like that. Thank yeah. you. So, Jason. Mm-hmm. This was Keith Gordon, who was 25. Who did you cast? Oh, he's still on the screen. That'd be Ansel Elgort. Yes. Well, I went with this. I fought this one. I fought this. I instantly knew who I wanted. I'm like, no, we've used her before. But I had to go with the 17-year-old Haley Steinfeld, or Steinfeld, from True Grit. She's so young. She's 17, though. So next year she'll be in college. Yeah, I I I was really looking at the fact that she, even if the, I mean, my best friend in here is 20 years old, but she could play it a little younger and she could play this a year older, you know? So she's right there. I mean, she's, she's the perfect age. You Mm -hmm. know, I didn't want to do, let's cast a 27 year old and pretend, you know, we're we're past that era. By the way, um, like, cause I actually changed mine to Dev Patel, but, Mm -hmm. um, 
the reason I had been thinking of him initially, and I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to use that because mm-hmm. it's not like flamboyant at all. Yeah. But then I was like, no, I kind of want his friend to be a little nerdy because mm. they're supposed to be the nerds in the business. Oh, class, you sure, know? sure. So yeah. Anyway, okay. I just wanted to. Yeah, no problem. So all we have left is Thornton, right? Yeah. Who so, I might never, I might not have said no, out loud several not times. Not at all. Uh, but this was the 65 and now late Rodney Dangerfield. I went with the 52-year-old Steve Carell. And I, I, you, you are so good on that. Like I thought of it, but I thought you might pick him. Yeah. And I've used him a bunch, so I'm like, uh, no. Um, when we first started watching this, I knew who I wanted to put in there. Mm-hmm. So um, the reason I did the uncle is because my um, Thornton is not that old; he's only 44. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Because I think with the right director, mm-hmm. he could. He he obviously he can do funny mm-hmm. and obnoxiously funny like Rod, Rodney. He is to me like what Rodney Dangerfield is, yeah, but I, I think he can tone it down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, did you choose a director? No, I did not. I uh, couldn't think of. Yeah, I was I was gonna do um, what's his face, John Favreau. But I'm like, no, I use him all. I use him a lot, you know. Or I think I have. So I went with uh, Paul. Feig, Feige, F-E-I-G, the guy that's going to be doing the uh, rumored all-female Ghostbusters. He directed Bridesmaids and The Heat. Okay. That guy. Again, not, I really don't, I think he's slightly overrated as a director because we had our problems with The Heat. Yeah. You know, it was like, really great concept here. Well, we didn't even want to watch Bridesmaids. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But I, I think he dropped the ball a little on The Heat in certain aspects, but he's, he's, He's learning, you know. I think I think he could be a really good director down the line. And why not let him do a remake of Back to School, well, you know? I thought about maybe the guy who directed Wedding Crashers. Because actually I thought oh, that... I don't know who that that's, is. Uh, I know, I don't know. But yeah. um, I thought Vince Vaughn was quite funny in that. Okay. Oh, I forgot he was in that. I'm not yeah. a huge fan of him. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I thought he was actually really funny in that. But then I'm like, that really... I don't know if this guy can direct, like, college and... So I was just like, no. Yeah. So the question is, should this be remade? No. Well, it could. Yeah. You know what? I want to go. I'm changing on that. I'm going to say yeah. Because normally when I say no, it's more like no, the original stands. Mm -hmm. But with this one, the original didn't really do anything for people as far Mm -hmm. as I know. Yeah. It, It got a lot of press. Or at least, you know, when we were young, we knew about it. Oh, yeah. Everyone knew about it, but um, yeah, I, I'm gonna say yeah, it should be remade. Yeah, I'm gonna go with it could be remade, and there there are people that are gonna have the nostalgia factor and maybe haven't watched it in like I don't know thirty years or so. That movie's not thirty years old, but you know they haven't watched it since the theater, since they saw it on VHS in the mid to late eighties. And they're going to be like, "Oh, that movie's so funny." Go back and rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Really, it's, it's 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 as I said, you should you kind get of should. Older, it's a weird it's not artifact. Quite as funny. Yeah, it's a weird artifact, but there's a really good idea here. And I mean, you you could actually turn this into about a four or five season TV show too. Yeah, you're, you're really good. Yeah, you know, um, not that not that it it has to be one, but you know, there's something that. There's a better version out there. Well, and now, you know? like with the trend being the likable, hateable character mm-hmm. as the as the protagonist on all of the TV shows, this would work quite mm-hmm. well because you have this character who's basically buying his way through school. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. mean that would it would definitely work as a TV show. Okay. 
Well, that does it for Back to School. You're going to hear a bumper telling you how to get in touch with us, and then you're going to hear from someone who did. you can get in contact with us via email at forbetterorworse at earth2.net that's forbetterorworse at earth-2.net by sending text messages or voicemails to 970-5-REMAKE that's 970-573-6253 you can follow us on twitter at earth underscore two that's earth underscore the number two and lastly by visiting the for better or worse section of the earth2.net forums at www.earth the number two dot net So it was Mark Gatiss that I thought looked like. Uh, Can the, you look the, up the who directed the um, Wedding Crashers? Sure. Let's see. Wedding Crashers. I would like to watch that with you. Okay. Do we have that? Yeah, we do. We do? Okay. It's just longer than either of us wants it to be. <laughs> I might put it on the list tonight then. Okay. Uh, I don't see a runtime on this, but. Um, it's like two hours and six minutes. Oh. Uh, Dave Dopkin? I don't know. Who no idea who that is. Let's see. He did. Okay, that's producer credits. Let's go over here. He oh he the judge that came out this week too. Yeah, a lot of praise, I think. No, not so much. Oh, it didn't get a lot of praise. I oh, got I'm like sorry. two and a half. Oh, okay. So he did Clay Pigeons, which I might have seen. Shanghai Nights, Wedding Crashers, Fred Claus, The Change Up. What's the claim? Uh, I have change no idea. Oh, he did Friends with Benefits. So did you're he? Hate it. Where did you see that? Yeah, it was uh, like right under. Um, Where do you? Here, here's a director again. Oh, it's a show. Yeah, I don't see. Huh. Friends yeah. with Benefits, it's a show. Oh, interesting. I don't know what that is. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to look up the wait, director. But he, wait, can you scroll down? Yes. 
Friends with Benefits. Yeah, but that's the pilot the episode TV series. of the TV okay. show. So I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, I did see Clay Pigeons in the theater, and look, look who's in it. Oh, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah, I don't remember what it's about. So, anyways, 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 enough of that. So, uh, we have to actually address Mike Pasqua's <laughs> message there. Um, yeah, Mike, seriously, kudos, kudos to you for Martin Lawrence and Jennifer Lopez there. That that is a great casting. It's like that's brilliant casting. Mm-hmm. That is. I mean, I don't know if Martin Lawrence is bankable anymore. In terms of um, stardom, mm-hmm. you know, like can he? But Jennifer Lopez, she's a big name too. That it might work. I mean, they, I think they would work together. I just don't know if it would work as a movie that could. Well, be. and if you think about who they would, I mean, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire was a children's movie, mm-hmm. but who would know who it is? The people who have kids now, mm-hmm. which would be our age, which mm-hmm. we would know, Mar- Martin Lawrence, mm-hmm. and, and people who are in their forties. They would certainly know Martin Lawrence. Yeah. So, yeah, people who would be taking their kids to the movie would know it. And yeah. I think that absolutely would work. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, let's see. Our upcoming schedule. Episode 53 coming out, hopefully, the 4th of November, if we can stick to the schedule that I have planned. We are going to cover Ghost. Ghost. So... Yeah, that's all I have to say about that, except for we have to watch that soon, because I've never seen oh, that. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should put that on all this. Uh, if you want to. Episode 54, we've decided, right, that we are going to do Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Which we recently watched. Yes. Talk about another movie where a character has no character arc. Um, Let's see. In January, episode 55, we are going to do A Hard Day's Night. Yes. Yes. I still don't know what I'm going to do for that one. I think you've had an idea for a long time. But uh, I don't know, but that's that's going to be good. Yes, it is. And episode 56, we it's not on our schedule that is you can actually find online if you sort of kind of know where to go. We have decided, it's been requested a few times. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Have you ever seen it? Nine to five. Sorry. I, you might want to say that Well, I thought you knew loud. what I was talking about. No, I, I don't to hold know off. them by number. Builder. I'm not you. Okay. <laughs> what? I, I'm not that way with numbers. Oh, like, okay. I don't... Yeah. yeah. My brain doesn't quite work that way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so episode 56 is going to be 925. That'll be um, it's, it's just been requested so many times, and I think it's, we're going to have, uh, it's the perfect opportunity to have an all-female cast, or an almost all-female cast, or at least the female leads. There's so many things that can be done with it. You know, we haven't done this in a while, but in the early days of the show, we, were, we would often, like when we both finished our cast, we were like, this is so white, you know? Yeah. And it's like, ugh, yeah, like Hollywood, come on, you know, diversify. And th- this will give us a chance to really put our money where our mouth is, create a really good, diverse cast. Um, so, yeah, look for that in early February. We probably should have done a romantic movie there, but nah, I want to do 9 to 5, you know. So, let's see, that's our schedule. What else do we have left to talk about? Patreon. If you like what we're doing here and you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash for better or worse. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash for better or worse. And you can pledge a buck an episode, two bucks an episode. You know, if you do 15 an episode and you say, hey, I want you to do this particular movie, we'll, we'll put it. it on the schedule and we will do it. There's caveats, no saw, no, you know, 12-hour movies, 
you know, <laughs> you know, you want us to do a franchise, you know, or a TV show. You can look at the other tiers. We'll we'll get to them eventually. But yeah, this is this is just a little way to help this show pay for Earth2.net's overall costs, the forums, um, the just the the hosting costs. Um, Netflix to get the movies. That that's all this really is. The show's still free. It's absolutely free. But this is this is just It's our tip you know. jar. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So I think that's all I have to say about Patreon. So anything else to say before we get out of here? No. I have to go back to school on Monday. Oh. Yeah, that's true. I don't have to. I get to. Yeah, you get to. I was trying to end on a I get no respect around here joke, but I don't oh, think that no. was going to No, it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay, see you guys later. Market, I swear. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, well, I was out and running around, so I'm a wandering Jew. Hey.